The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Hello and welcome to the Cricket Podcast with me, Jack Hope. Top score ever, 113. Ross Legg. Hello. Uh, top score, 105, retired. Robin Hughes. Uh, I believe top score, 29, not out. Not too bad, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah, that's who knows what could have been. Good for average. <laughs> <laughs> and Max Roy Brown. Uh, top score as of this weekend, 96, not out. Oh, Bold it. Yeah. Captain declared on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's the story I'm telling. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk us through that quickly? Um, we all love a bit of personal glory on this podcast, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, no, I, I had, a, had a great time. I would put a lot of it down to the uh, bowling attack, but, um, you know, you can only beat what's put in front of you. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah. You hit four sixes. I hit four sixes. That's a, unprecedented. A large part of cricket, as uh, Sri Lanka know from their multiple games against Bangladesh over the years, is padding your stats. Well, absolutely. Right, yeah. You've yeah. got to you make hay um, before you play the Australians and get battered. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. what, what is interesting, Max reckons it was his uh, first six in like two years. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Yeah. And then what did you do? Hit another one straight away after. And next then... ball. Because <laughs> <laughs> like buses. They like buses. Um, but well done, Max, on 96 now. I'm yeah. sure yeah, 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 it's yeah, going to be yeah. a rich vein. A little round of applause, I think. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, guys. It means a lot. Uh, Jack, what's on uh, this week's show? Well, uh, we are in the middle of the World Cup, Ross, you may have noticed. Oh, I've, I have indeed. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to run through the results from that, um, and then we're going to have a look at some specific topics. So I think you're going to have a look at Afghanistan and what's gone wrong for them. Yep. Uh, Max, you're going to ask the question, is this the worst ever World Cup for umpiring? Yeah. Uh, and I. That's uh, not the answer, by the way. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. Um, and I uh, am going to look at the big one coming up this Sunday, India v Pakistan. Uh, sounds, sounds pretty good. Before we get into that, should we round up the fixtures from the last week? Yep. Got it! So starting last week, obviously, like we're going to go from the furthest away. Yeah. Chronological. Yeah, chronological, yeah. that's what we're going for. You're such, such, <laughs> so, so rogue. <laughs> India beat South Africa. South Africa posted a low score, can't field. Uh, it was quite easy. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Anyone want to add anything there? Uh, no. Would, Shahal bowled well, didn't he? Took, now, took a few wickets. Would now be a good time to mention De Villiers? Yeah. So, uh, Amy De Villiers. He's a bellend. <laughs> what's a bit he of done? a messiah complex. What's he done? So, after uh, South Africa lost, he pretty much said, well, I did offer the South African cricket board that I could play. On the eve of the tournament, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the, the guy's he is out of control. <laughs> like, there's no, there's no doubting his ability. He's clearly a really good player, but and probably they could use him right now. But definitely, but, <laughs> but I was, South Africa did the right thing and be like, no, he's <laughs> <laughs> like a petulant child. Um, uh, yeah, do you remember when Totty used to do that in football, like every World Cup and Euros? <laughs> like, okay, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, but it also <laughs> turned out he was really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, do you think if on the eve of the Ashes, Alistair Cook comes out and goes, "Look, obviously none of your opening partners for Rory Burns are working, and even Rory Burns is, you know, who? I'm here." No, I don't think they would. No, they'd yeah. easily pick Kevin Peters instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's strange one with the videos. I think. Um, like the whole thing with the, the the big bash league as well, like asking for loads of money and then turning them down because it wasn't enough. When they did find him loads of money, 
Yeah, they went control. out of their way to bend the rules, didn't they? Yeah. Just to get him into the competition. Yeah, yeah, he's out of control. The man is. Um, I know our. Um, he needs taken down a peg or two. He does. I know his. Uh, I know our hall of shame is typically based <laughs> on club cricket, <laughs> but it might be the AB de Villiers hall of shame from. Uh, from uh, yeah, well, let's put him in the hall of shame now until, <laughs> until he proves us wrong. Uh, or right by turning up for a club team and scoring four hundred and twenty hours. <laughs> I think that's the sort of thing he would do. You're in the hall of shame. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's South Africa um, losing to India. Uh, the game after that, uh, New Zealand beat Bangladesh. I was at that you were there, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. at the Oval. Um, great atmosphere. It was go, a good game of cricket. Go Tigers, go! Go Tigers, go! Yeah, I bought myself a T-shirt with Go Tigers, go written on it. Had face paint. Um, you see, you said that the uh, Bangladeshi fans on the tube were a little bit bemused by you. Yeah, they didn't have any idea what was going. Because I travelled down from Highbury-Islington to the Oval, um, not Bangladesh. <laughs> um, with with a load of Bangladesh fans on the tube it's like a supporters bus mm-hmm. uh, and they were all like why are you doing this <laughs> <laughs> we're going to experience cultural appropriation in this <laughs> <laughs> um, did, did they appreciate it do you think or were they yeah, I think just... they did yeah uh, well we, we discovered when we were there as well the section of the ground we were in so block 6 of the Vauxhall stand um, and give the secret away uh, if you go to the top of the stairs there, there's the, the, the bit that's usually reserved for like VIP picnics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you could just stand there and it's like having your own like mm-hmm. VIP experience right next to the bar. Yeah, I know. So we abandoned well. our, yeah, we abandoned our seats after about five overs <laughs> and just camped there for us the day. Met a lovely guy called Ray and a nice guy called Ollie. Um, hopefully they took my advice and listened to the show. <laughs> <laughs> But a good, a good game. Yeah, um, Bangladesh looked pretty good. They did. Yeah, I think um, Shakib. When Shakib was going, they looked like they might post two hundred and sixty, seventy, mm-hmm. uh, and then he was out. And yeah, they had a little bit light after that. I mean, what a player he is, though. Yeah, absolutely um, fantastic. So good. Player, New Zealand so did uh, did their best to <laughs> almost throw <laughs> away, didn't they? They stumbled. They did indeed. Yeah, that was one of the games of the tournament as well. I was very glad I went. Um, if anyone is going, let us know about your exploits at the Cricket Pod on Twitter or Instagram. Yep. Uh, moving on, uh, Australia beat the West Indies the day after that, so it was that last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good game. A lot of ebb and flow. Yeah, I think um, West Indies, after, uh, after the initial burst, I mean, you said it the other day, saying that they didn't really have too much to worry about, the Australians. They get through 25 overs, and they haven't got enough bowling to continue. Mm. Like, Ashley Nurse is rubbish. Yeah. That, and when yeah. the ball goes soft, like, uh, Sheldon Cottrell's lifters are pretty dangerous in the first 10 overs. Mm-hmm. Once the ball's a little bit soft, it's just sort of like a bit short. Yeah. You could argue <laughs> that they're missing a sort of Liam Plunkett kind of player. They were unfortunate though, so their poor umpiring decisions that no doubt you will come on to, Max. Yeah. Um, Chris Gale obviously getting out. Yeah. So uh, but it should have been a free hit and it's just, just poor. So yeah. I'll leave, I'll um, leave that to you, Max. On a good note though, catch the tournament. Sheldon Cotter. Oh, Do you want yeah. to explain what happened, Max? Explain what happened. Um, so well, we thought we thought the Ben Stokes catch was good, yeah, but I think this is probably better. Like he, so uh, is it who who batting? Smith Smith Steve Smith. Smith. Yeah, so he's he's hit it out. Public enemy number one. Public enemy Boo. number one. <laughs> Smashes it out of the boundary. Sheldon Cottrell is pelting it round like Pretty as fast as he can, mm-hmm. which is pretty fast to be fair. Yeah, makes he makes a lot of ground. He makes a lot of ground. He's still running a full pelt as it drops out the air and he pouches it perfectly. 
and then realises that his foot is about a centimetre from the boundary, so tosses it up, forward, high, then runs about three paces outside of the boundary, and then jumps back in and just catches it as if not yeah. not a thing. Not even a it's thing. A, my favourite bit of that is the slow-mo of all the crowd reacting to it. Like, one, that he's taken the catch, sort of one-handed and running, and they're like they're all going, ah, they're kind of like half getting up. <laughs> and then when they see he's going to go over the boundary, you can kind of see the next, because they're coming in, it's like a, it's like a montage of crowd <laughs> And the next one's like, oh, he's going to run out. And then he throws it up, and then the next crowd member's like, oh, what's going to happen here? Then, he, then it's caught, and everyone's on their feet. It's, um, <laughs> it's like a very confused Mexican wave. <laughs> yeah, it is exactly like that. Uh, and it was a good game um, yeah. Dre Russ I think kind of threw it away at one point didn't they need sort of six and over off the last yeah, ten it was a run five ball. wickets in hand yeah and uh, yeah yeah. never mind Didn't really do. quite disappointing um, he's it? gone for a scan could be out the World Cup could be I, I, I still think he'll play but I don't, they're just giving the deadly king treatment fair enough they knew um, it was going to rain <laughs> left him out yep then we have Pakistan v Sri Lanka which is abandoned a um, little bit annoying for Pakistan that because that's, <laughs> that's two points in the bag um, then we move on to Saturday England score 390 odd beat Bangladesh fairly comfortably um, yeah. I think by sort of 30 overs Bangladesh were basically bang for net run rate yeah. <laughs> um, you know good good performance by England nice to see Jason Roy possible injury for Joss Butler though I've heard he's Bear's okay hit. yeah, yeah Bairstow like, kept instead didn't he <clears throat> yeah I think Butler's going to be fit for Friday by the sounds of it it was bruised hip I think or something like that yeah so, no, not but yeah no, as you say Jason Roy proving his doubters wrong after his uh, well it was nothing short of a disaster was it his game against two Pakistan. more polar opposite performances from a cricketer I don't think like, but, uh, it's, classic, <laughs> it's classic Jason Roy it is it is classic Jason Roy <laughs> also uh, Liam Plunkett smacking some lower order runs yeah, yeah. yeah was it 27 off 9 27 off 9 didn't he take, <laughs> <didn't he laughs> take a wicket or two as well yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. if only we played him against Pakistan what might have been uh, England's secret best player um, New Zealand beat Afghanistan on the same day not really much to say about that comfortable sides Afghanistan weren't very good uh, then on Sunday this was a pretty big one India v Australia uh, India scored 350 which yeah. is not loads you say it's not loads but it would have been a record chase yeah yeah in World Cup in World, in World yeah, Cup it's 350 just... now it's not all that I think we're giving uh, people some like it's below par yeah. let's be honest <laughs> no it's a little bit above par but not by a lot um, <laughs> scoreboard pressure though. Australia only lost by 36 runs and Dave Warner scored like a 75 ball half century so if Dave Warner does like a normal Dave Warner innings they get an extra 26 balls left at the end of the innings to to win that they also sort of messed around they sent Kawadrim when they needed 8 and over instead of Glenn Maxwell and then by the time Maxwell came in they needed like 13 and over so it was yeah, don't uh, worry Stoinis was there to get zero because he's shit <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the next two games South Africa West Indies abandoned and Bangladesh Sri Lanka abandoned so not um, whoa not Sri Lanka Sri Lanka four points <laughs> doing pretty well out of the weather I think they are they are fifth actually yeah they are um, yeah. Um, I, I, on net run rate I would have backed both Bangladesh and Pakistan to beat Sri Lanka absolutely oh yeah yeah um, we threw out uh, on Twitter because we didn't have enough games to talk about we asked some questions we've got a couple of those uh, one from Rob Legg do we know Rob Legg? he's my brother not incestuous at all this podcast uh, he asks if the rest of the games are washouts do you think the table as it stands would be an exciting end to it i.e. the teams in the final I think he means is the top four now a good top four that would be a better yes. way of putting it 
Um, it's the it's the top four that should be the top four. So, so I'm going absolutely. Dare we say it, on our preview, we actually predicted this top four. Yeah. So it's New Zealand, Australia, England, and India. Yeah. Um, it'd be fantastic uh, that would that. Be really, yeah. stop it now <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's not yeah. risk Sri Lanka so that, getting every other game rained off it would be pretty good I mean, it, it is stranger that they don't have I think Joe, Joe, we've got another question haven't we around well, well, well we'll just get to that but the semi-final would be New Zealand, Australia England, India which would be uh, pretty, pretty two pretty tasty affairs mm-hmm. um, then we have one from uh, Mr Joe Giacomelli I assume could be a woman we don't know <laughs> uh, I would like to discuss why England would win the World Cup if no more games took place at all. I heard this today and I can't understand that. So New Zealand's on six points. Yeah, I... Uh, so obviously, well, you'll get to the knockouts, won't yeah, you? So yeah. you'll have New Zealand against Australia, rained off, England v India, rained off. So. But the way that works, so if the semi-final, this is a, a possibility that you should be aware of, The if the semi-final is rained off, and I think they've got a rain day, if they're, if they're both washouts, the team that finished highest in the group progresses to the final. Mm-hmm. Right. So I assume that happens again in the final, in so which case New be... Zealand are championers. Unless the final is based on ICC ranking instead of whoever finished highest. That would that would be a typical ICC <laughs> thing, too, wouldn't it? We, we just, um, uh, let's disregard everything that's happened in the tournament and let's worry about our, our, our maths. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say it's got anything to do with betting. But. So, no, so I, I thought it was where you placed the progression, but, you know, like... If England do win the World Cup from this point with rain, I guess we just pray for rain, don't we? No more cricket. <laughs> and I don't asked, know what we're going to talk about every week. But. And he asked a second question, uh, and I think this is fairly pertinent. Um, why, in this day and age, which is uh, <laughs> clearly getting wild, yeah, um, can sense not be baked into the schedule? Example, two games per day and have five, have five days of games, then have two days for rest and or reserve days. Washouts make a mockery of the tournament. West Indies would have pumped South Africa out instead. They share a point. I, I agree with him. I, I don't understand why there's not backup days. Like, clearly, they can do it. I mean, some of the teams don't even play for another six days. So just get a roof. Yeah. Go full Wimbledon. <laughs> um, I, I mean, there's TV scheduling and stuff like that, which probably comes into it. But you do kind of think, I mean, this is one of the, you, you just have the day after as a reserve day. Or have like two days at the end of the tournament and games that aren't hosting the semi-final or rounds that aren't hosting a semi-final or a final mm-hmm. can be used just to fill up a few rain days. You use the Oval. The Oval doesn't host a semi-final or a final. It's got enough tracks anyway. Yeah. Like the got the biggest square in cricket, isn't it? Have a reserve game there. Have a reserve game. They should be playing two days a week. Uh, two days, two games a day anyway. I do think, yeah. I mean, like today... Today, today and yesterday, you could have played in different bits of England. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it rained a lot in the southwest, and both games were scheduled in the southwest. But they played a full game of cricket, I think, in or around. They were playing in Durham. They played cricket in Durham while it was rained off, <laughs> and they played cricket in Hove. And for those and for those today, who London, don't know where Durham rain. is, it's <laughs> yeah. pretty, pretty much yeah. in the Arctic Circle. <laughs> yeah. So maybe maybe what we could do is actually not schedule the ground until the actual day. Check the weather oh, forecast. Helicopter, helicopter everyone in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good idea. Well, maybe um, the tickets would get there. <laughs> Better than what they're doing now. Well, if you print them at home, it's not a problem. <laughs> That's our brief World Cup update with all the, the questions and teams and stuff. Yeah, so thank you very much for that correspondence. If you've got any more questions, please uh, message us at the Cricket Pod on Instagram or Twitter. That would be marvellous. And leave us a review, of course. On oh, on iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're, we're flying at the moment. We've got some flying. reviews. Um... I'll read one of them out later. Uh, for now, though, the county cricket 
balance watch. He's notched another 50. The Ashes places race. Yeah. Mm. Um, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. I, I fully believe that Jennings is gone. Denley's got one test to save himself. And then it's then it's the balance show. But even then, if Denley hits like, 100 against Ireland, no one cares. I know. I think they'll give him an Ashes place. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure Denley will play the first test of the Ashes. What about Roy? They might bring Roy in as well, but I think the it's number been, three, as much has been said, hasn't it, by Paul Farbro? Den- Denley's Could the one. Done. Denley's the one whose place is probably well, Jennings and Denley. Um, well, Je- Jennings definitely yeah. won't be picked, so we don't really have to worry about. So that. You, maybe I don't know. Like, who knows? Maybe Balance will be opening the bag. <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> in other Ashes Watch news, Ben Duckett hit 140 last week. Okay, as uh, yeah, Nottinghamshire managed to scrape a draw against Warwickshire after being bowled out with 97 in the first inning. <laughs> And then managed to limp their way to 300 odd for eight. Uh, any, any, anything else? Somerset won again. They're going to win the league. The treble's looking good, they isn't dropped. it? The they, treble's looking really good. They have dropped Triscothic, ex-England opener. Didn't play today. Yeah, he, Didn't he, work very well for them. The opener scored one run between them. <laughs> 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 Serves them right. You can never uh, drop a guy who fields at slip on his knees. There was one other thing I noticed in the county championship. Um, that Lancashire bowled out Worcestershire for 98 yesterday in Division 2. With a, an attack that included Jimmy Anderson, Graham Onions, and Saki Mahmood. Yeah. It's, it's not a bad front three it's probably. A bit, uh, <laughs> it's a bit hall of shamey, that, isn't it? <laughs> um, Mahmood looks really good, though. Really mm. good. Onions probably a bit over the hill now. Yeah, but, you know, it always does the job in England. Yeah, very true. Very true. That's, that's cricket this week. We'll go into a bit more detail on some World Cup topics, starting with Ross after this. Driven by Triscothic, who just uh, trots through for a quick single. And Tomlinson, oh, that's a lovely shot. He's played that shot a few times now, Ben Brown. Absolutely shocking from Durham. Goes for a huge drive, McCarthy does not connect. Could easily have edged a catch behind there, didn't do so. Whether that's within the spirit of the game, who knows? The county championship. The county championship. So, in our first preview show, I was uh, giving an update on the Afghanistan team, and I seem to, I mean, looking back on it, I I don't know how this happened, but I actually seem to say that they might be a decent team, (laughs) and could put in some decent performances and surprise some people watching this World Cup. Well, they surprised you. They surprised me. Everyone else seems to have gone according to that. So they have <laughs> You're lost... such a romantic at heart, that's why. I know, so they've lost three games out of three, which I wasn't predicting. There must be a reason for this. Ross, you're our resident expert. Of Afghanistan cricket. Analyst, or Afghanistani analyst. <laughs> why has this happened? Why have they let me down so much? So, they've already played Australia and New Zealand. Both times they lost by seven wickets. That's a tough start. And then they've obviously lost to Sri Lanka as well, which... That should have been a game where they really had a good chance of winning. Yeah. Um, on the preview, Rob, as you've rightly said, uh, you mentioned that they had a new captain. So they've golden in Naib. And unfortunately, it's not, not at the World Cup, it's not a place to learn how to be a captain. You shouldn't be learning on the job at the World Cup. As England learned in 2015. Exactly so, exactly. <laughs> and he's not learning fast enough, is probably the issue as well. So... Uh, He's making so many just, just almost rookie errors. You'd kind of expect from uh, a Sunday league captain who's just been voted in by 
his friends and he's just like, yeah, no, this be fine. And he forgets the scorebook, forgets to put the stump, <laughs> stump holes in and all this kind of stuff. Um, but in the first game, he made an absolute howler. So they won the toss against Australia. We said that the game plan for Afghanistan in any situation is bowl first, try to limit them as much as possible and see if the spinners might do something and yep. rip, rip through a team, limit them to about 200 and you have a chance. Yep. So what did they do? So they won the toss. And then they backed themselves. And Australia just cruised it. They absolutely cruised it. So there's error number one. Um, error number two, uh, Sri Lanka got off to a pretty good start against uh, Afghanistan. And Rashid Khan, who is one of the world's top T20 bowlers, and therefore is going to be pretty handy in ODI cricket, um, he refused to bring him on. So he point that refused? So Rashid Khan was there asking, bowl me, bowl me, and he didn't bring him on until like the 20th over. And by that time, they'd already got a partnership going and they'd already raced through to 150-odd. So it wasn't very good captaincy there, so they're in the two. Um, poor selection is crippling them at the moment. So they expected that the English summer was going to uh, bake the pitches. Mm. Did last year. Did, very true. Yeah. Did last year. Um, but they've been presented with two green tops in the last two games. And uh, unfortunately, they've uh, not realised that they can change their, change their approach. So uh, they just. I mean, to be fair to them, though, they don't have much depth in pace bowling to fall back on. But they do have a uh, pretty handy stump to stump bowler who uh, they just refuse to pick. And they put, because they uh, value Majib. So mm. your beloved Majib. I, mean, I would say Majib is always worth picking. So, um, but it's not going to plan. So far, yeah. So far. <laughs> um, and it all culminated. Um, in him bowling himself and then reviewing a TRS decision, um, not consulting anyone, didn't consult the keeper. But obviously, he's going to think he's going to be out. Um, can you guess, was it out or not? Well, I know it wasn't out. Though <laughs> <laughs> so he's not, he's just, he's having a torrid time. However, this is not helping, he's not being helped by the management of Afghanistan's team. So previously, they were managed by Inzabamal Huck. Were they? Yeah, well, Inzi. Yeah, Inzi used to more on him later. He he, uh, <laughs> he cut his teeth in the Afghanistan team in the in the management, but um, they're in disarray. So uh, okay, right. So why have they got? So Inzamam is now the selector for Pakistan. Yep. Is that the? Is that what's happened? Yeah. So they've got com- yeah. completely new backroom staff in, um, including a fielding coach called John Mooney, who's an ex-Ireland international player. Um, he's clearly not doing a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just the is the crux of it. Their fielding is abom- is an abomination, unfortunately. Um, but they're lying to the media. What do you mean they're, they're lying to the media? So they're doing in North Korea. Yes, what, building a yes, nuclear weapons program. <laughs> well, they might be. I don't think the Afghanistani cricket team are doing that. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> uh, so they're lying about the fitness card as a delivery device. <laughs> oh, Jesus, Christ. they're. Uh, they're lying about the availability of their players and like the fitness of their players. So uh, Shazad, who is their what, uh, cult hero, I think is fair to say, he's, he's this he's this year's Dwayne Leverock. He's a bit of a bigger bloke. Um, he's a bit of a biffer, um, and there's, there's he knows very, how to take out a stump. He does. Indeed. He also knows how to dance. There's a very good video. He, he does know dancing before the yeah. Before yeah. The and as, and it's that he brings to the team. He's a cohesive part of that team. Oh, his hips don't lie. No, they don't. <laughs> um, but apparently his knees do, mm. according to uh, according to the Afghanistan cricket board. And they've sent him home. So they sent him home. Um, yeah, Shazad has been sent home from the World Cup, um, and they've declared him unfit, even though he's played two games already. 
Shazad has then gone on, he's phoned up his uh, journalist friend and sent him a picture of him crying. So Shazad has taken a selfie of him crying and, and then has threatened to quit cricket altogether because uh, he's actually fit. He's declared himself fit. Yeah. Um, so I've heard here, so to, 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 to drop a player from your squad completely and call up a replacement, you need to present the so ICC. Uh, apparently I have sent an official form in to give the medical evidence to say this guy literally cannot play for us, but we don't know what is contained within that report. And Shazad says it's fake news. Yeah. Afghanistan says it's real news. Who are we to judge? What is the melting point of steel beams? Exactly. Jet fuel (laughs) can't melt Shazad's knees. (laughs) Uh, But despite all of that, so despite their awful captain, um, their terrible fielding and their poor management, um, there is hope. So Hassan, the guy who wears the wonderful um, Afghanistan flag headband when he's coming into bowl, yeah, um, he bowls ninety miles an hour. He's decent. He's, I, I heard he was the fourth quickest bowler in the tournament. No, he's, he's bowled on average quicker than Archer. He's really, really. He's, he's, I would say he's really, really good, but he's really, really fast. <laughs> so, uh, which there's hope. If he gets that right in a game, maybe he rips out a top order potentially. Yeah. Um, They've obviously got Nabby, who's pretty good. He's, yeah. the, he's definitely their best player. Um, and they've got a break until Saturday. So they've got a bit of time to actually reflect on the disaster that's happening so far. And then <laughs> a bit of introspection goes a long yeah. way. Do you, yeah. want to, do you want to hear some bad news, though? Okay. Rashid's out. Rashid Khan is out of the next game with a concussion. Is he? Yeah, he week. on the head. Yeah, that is, that is a big blow. Uh, by Lockie Ferguson, I think. Yeah, that was, it was quite... We both seriously quick, by the way. Yeah, was, he ducked into a 91 mile an hour mm. one, and it wasn't, it wasn't really a bouncer, it was just short, it was just short of the length, and he just took his eye off it, and just, it just hit him. He was straight in the grill, and he was pretty, he was really dazed. And to be fair to the Kiwis, they kind of took him off the pitch, and actually were really nice. Used the nice dude. Followed up with a Yorker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two hour massage, and that was it. But they also have, um, Haratzula Zazai. So, Robin, you picked him Has up. Hazratulla. Hazratulla, as I say, yeah. Hazratulla. Go on, have another go. Hazratulla. Yes. Hazratulla, as I Robin, good. you uh, picked him out as a potential star of the World Cup. Well, yeah, very potential. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not doing too badly. No. He might have got a second ball duck in one of the games, but he's good value. He is good value. He scores quickly. He does, indeed. And uh, I was doing a bit of reading into him, and uh, he didn't play a hardball cricket until he was 15 years old. So he played tape ball cricket in, in uh, Afghanistan. And uh, he learned to bat by watching videos of Chris Gale. Hmm. So universe boss, yeah. smashing all those sixes. That's how he learned how to play. Very classical style. Which is <laughs> it is amazing. And uh, he, he's got a mantra in every interview so far. And when they go, oh, so what you like, what you like. He's said it in three interviews that I looked at. Was a, I just want to hit every ball for six. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's a great that's a great thing. Um, it's what we all dream of, really, isn't it? But he is the hope that Afghanistan should kind of really buy into. Um, he was a street uh, street cricketer who worked night shifts and then only got two to three hours sleep because he'd go and play um, proper games of cricket every single day. So he'd, he'd play for like five different clubs, uh, trying to kind of go. Do you know what? I'm going to go and uh, be the World Cup with Afghanistan. Here's a question. Here he is. Here's a question. If you were to start playing cricket every single day and do night shifts. How good would you get in two years? Um, at 28, I, I think... Maybe of, second 11. Yeah. Second 11. Well, England second 11. Right. <laughs> I reckon... second 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Lions. Uh, <laughs> I get quite tired. 
Um, <laughs> you'd get really annoyed. But imagine if you just had like a couple of ducks in a row uh, after three hours sleep. Yes. <laughs> Field for not, the recipe. <laughs> not a recipe for good mental health. <laughs> what I am saying is that they, there is a bit of hope. But that is all I've got on Afghanistan. Well, very informative. <clears throat> yeah, thank, thank you very much, Ross. Yeah. You're very welcome. Our, our Afghanist. Oh, you've been waiting for God, 10 minutes man. to say that? At least. Uh, <laughs> I'll have to go get a beer after that. <laughs> right, and we'll be back just after this break. Still to come on the show, we have Max talking about umpires, and I am going to do a preview of the biggest sporting event in the world, uh, arguably, India v Pakistan, which will be coming up on Sunday. Before that, though, we'd like to read out a couple of reviews. Uh, we now have 20 reviews on iTunes, so thank you to everyone who has submitted one. 19 have been five star, one four star. Um, didn't leave any comments, the, the four star review. <laughs> but who is it so we can hunt them down? We've got no, yeah, let us know who you are so we can um, improve. Constructive criticism, we, we welcome it. <laughs> uh, should we read out a couple of the reviews? Absolutely. Um, first one from Perv84. That's uh, my kind of listener. Yeah. Unlike Gary Balance, this podcast has some legs on it. For people who love cricket but don't know their googlies from their gooch, this is well worth a listen. Thank you, Perv84, for that. That's lovely. That That's really nice. Yeah. Uh, Ross, have you got anything? I do. Um, Anthony Graham left a five-star review and said, this podcast is definitely about cricket. Cheers, Thanks. Anthony. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. I mean, uh, he's taken the main message, hasn't he, from, from what we've been talking about. He's got it. He's listening. Yeah. He's paying attention and he's given us welcome feedback. Please, definitely leave us a review, um, even if it's one star. I don't really care. I care. Yeah. Five-star, five four-star with constructive criticism, otherwise fuck off. <laughs> five-star with a joke... Or some good puns, mm. and Max will read it out on the next show. Mm. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. At the Cricket Pod. Got it! Maxie, umpires. Umpires. Yeah, you asked the quickly well. You said at the top of the show that I'd be answering the question Is this the worst World Cup for umpiring ever? Well, is it? Is it? Well. <laughs> I'll answer that in but a few moments. Um, you mentioned it, Ross, in the West Indies-Australia game. There were four overturned DRS decisions, which is, well, I mean, let's be honest, Chris Gaffney's had an absolute nightmare, hasn't he? For those who don't know, so we've got plenty of listeners who don't actually understand every mechanical bit of cricket and the terminology. What is DRS? DRS is the Decision Review System, uh, which allows players to review a decision by the umpire to the television umpire, mm-hmm. if they are unhappy with the on-field decision. Yep. Um, so, on four occasions, the uh, the batsman, the West Indies batsman, three in three of these occasions, it was Chris Gale, was given out, reviewed the decision, and was found to be not out. <laughs> um, so, you know, that that's kind of what made me think, like, has it, has it been really bad this year? Because I, I keep saying it. I keep saying... Overturned decisions. Nothing but overturned just, decisions. Just every other ball. Every other ball, there's an overturned decision. You close your eyes and all you see is Gaffney. Well, absolutely. So Living up to his name. <laughs> I wanted to find out whether the numbers back it up. Fantastic. Oh, sounds like it'll be good. Love a bit of stats, don't we? Um, <laughs> so what cricket's all about. It's about generating numbers. Yeah. What's your batting average? Better than it was <laughs> yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah. 20, 22.02, according to play cricket. Yeah? yeah, dragged it back above. Oh, that's, that's gone up by like a by two, isn't it? After yeah. the, well, get on with the umpire. <laughs> um, so, 
an analysis of more than 2,100 player reviews from September 2009 and March 2017 found the following. Yeah? This leaves no doubt that we do our research on this one. <laughs> yeah. I would love to see the research that the other shit podcasts do. Yeah, I'm sure Boards doesn't even know what research is, probably, does he? No, Fry does all the work on that one. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true, he does. Well, even he, has, <laughs> even he has just a bunch of QILs to do it for him, doesn't he? Oh, it doesn't do oh, yeah, so, so what did they find? They found that only 26% of player reviews uh, resulted in decisions being overturned. It's pretty good umpiring, then. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Not too bad. Um, reviews by batsmen, well, there weren't as many reviews by batsmen as there were by bowlers, so 41% of all reviews were by batsmen, 59 by bowlers. Probably not that surprising either, you know, mm-hmm. you'll happily take a chance and bowlers, I mean, when, when Stuart Broad's playing, yeah, that's yeah. going to skew the numbers a bit. Or anyone in the Pakistan team. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what <laughs> I, I did mean, find Shane Watson probably did count for <laughs> yeah. quite a considerable amount of the uh, batting runs. <laughs> what, what I did find interesting was that, um, Reviews by batsmen were significantly more likely to be successful. So, thirty-four there's a thirty-four percent success rate um, for batsman reviews compared to twenty percent for bowler reviews. Idiots well, aren't they, bowlers? Well, I suppose you do know, like as, as a batsman, you do know if you've hit it. Like, well, see, o- only only an idiot yeah. would claim they haven't hit it. So when like Liam Donnell did at the weekend <laughs> I'm glad the team yeah. that was really good job there. I mean yeah when it comes to LBWs it's much more up in the air isn't it like you know you know if you've nicked it or not mm-hmm. 99% of the time mm-hmm. um, and that does show in the stats um, 74% of referrals are for LBW 18% for wicketkeeper catches I've no idea what the rest is okay like indeterminate apparently I don't know what that means um, but the success rate for LBWs is 22% Compared to forty percent for caught behind. Okay, mm. so yeah. So what's this actually? There's lots of stats here, but what's this tells yes. about the umpire? Well, the I, World Cup? I wanted to compare that to what happened in the World Cup. Okay. So I've been through the uh, ESPN Crick Info commentary okay. to find examples of reviews, and I found the following game. for every game. Blimey, Max! Yeah, this is this is thorough. Yeah, I'm loving it. Uh, so, <laughs> so far in the World Cup, uh, of all reviews, twenty-seven percent have been overturned. Which is almost exactly the same as 2009-2017, which is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, 40% of batting reviews have been successful, so slightly more than the average, but it's quite a small sample size, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't read too much into that. 19% bowling reviews successful, which is about the same, and roughly the same split between batting and bowling reviews. 38% batsmen, 62% bowlers. Um, but what that sort of said to me was... Something that I've wondered ever since DRS came in is does DRS being there mean umpires are more likely to give people out? Because they've got that all well, not out. Out. Well, like, okay, right. But for LBWs, maybe not out. No, I think they're more likely to give them out because they've got that backup that if they get it wrong, horribly wrong, there's technology yeah. to back them up. So I think they're more, more likely mm. to give people out and they're, they're less, um, Less reticent to give OW decisions, okay. especially with you know what, what, spin bowlers. And that sort <clears> of why would it go one way or more than the other? Because either way, the umpire's decision, if it's fifty-fifty, they get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Well, there's always that old adage, isn't there? Of benefit of the doubt goes to the batsman, which may be without the backup of technology and something benefit, you might think. <clears> the benefit of the doubt in both times goes to the umpire. If, uh, if, if you're within fifty percent of your decision, yeah. you get the benefit of the doubt. 
So yeah. you, but the only time I think it might be the case, you, if it was a court behind and you knew the batting team had a review, you might give it out knowing that the batsman could review it if they didn't hit it. That's, oh. There's a fail-safe there. If oh. you're not sure, give it out, and then the batsman didn't hit it, they'll review it. I also think you're missing kind of just basic human level here. <laughs> the, the umpires like to be part of the game. Um, back, and back, <laughs> yeah. back and backs up. Celebrity umpires are definitely a thing. Who's the biggest celebrity umpire? Of Rasmus, kind of. Well, Billy Bowden. Billy Bowden. Oh, yeah. Billy Bowden. Bowden, 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 Bowden. Erasmus loves it. Um, Didn't... Was it... So so I've I've got actually a a stat here of... Just in test cricket, this is. Yeah. Between uh, 2009 and 2017. Oh, is this a list of umpires? Is Dharmasena the most overturned umpire? I reckon it might be Alim Dar. Dharmasena is the joint most overturned, along with uh, umpire Ravi. Uh, So Dharmasena... He gets reviewed 5.39 times per test. It's quite a lot. <laughs> and that's overturned 25.8% of the time. Ravi is overturned, or has Ravi is reviewed 6.53 times per test, and that's overturned again 25.8%. Who's the best the umpire there? Ralph. Umpire Ralph is the time. Assad Ralph. Okay. Uh, he only gets reviewed 3.95 God, times. He's a gun umpire, this guy, isn't he? Yeah. And even when he's reviewed, he only gets overturned 22.8% of the time. Pretty good. You're not going to get this in any other podcast. <laughs> uh, so, what, uh, but one of the people that we have mentioned, uh, if not on the podcast, but on our Twitter feed, mm-hmm. Chris Gaffney, he is overturned close to 30% of the time. Oh my that's God. Awful. That's shocking. That's, that's really poor. Stealing a living, isn't he? Yeah. Is that before I could do that? Is that before or after <laughs> the glut of overturns in the West Indies Australia game? So it's 2017, Max. So, so yeah, this this announcement. So, I mean, it's only getting worse. Yeah. yeah um, carry on, Max, with your. Well, yeah. I mean, so you're you're saying that actually it's about average so far at the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. It seems like yeah. there's no evidence. So actually, there's no. Yeah, there's nothing to suggest that umpiring at the World Cup is worse than what it has been with DRS over the last eight nine years. But I do think there is a little. I mean, the fact that um, batting. Reviews are more likely to be successful than bowling reviews. I think that does sort of lend some credence to the idea that maybe umpires are a bit more liberal with their finger than they used to be. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the final conclusion, is it? The umpires get very liberal with their fingers. Mm. Okay. Uh, but keep I your mean, fingers to yourselves, umpires. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this podcast, we notoriously dislike umpires. Well, that's fair, that's fair to say. They deserve no respect. And have also somehow garnered a bit of a reputation as, you know, Being a un- budding umpire. Being umpire's friend. <laughs> and, and here I am to be umpire's friend. There you go. Um. <laughs> anyway, Max, have you got anything else? Uh, well, one more bit of controversy that came out of that game. Okay. Uh, Chris Gale, in one of his three reviews, was bailed out, Can along you? with a number of other batsmen. Oh my goodness. So far this World Cup. Of course, I'm referring to... Batsman being bold and the bell's not coming off. Yeah, but it's been four times, is it, or five times? Four or five times. I think, um, it's, I think it's five times. The the numbers are uh, inclusive. Well, however many it is, it's the that many more than it should We be. don't know. I've got a nice interesting fact about that, though. The batsmen who have been reprieved have then gone on to lose the game in each of the situations. Really? So all five games it's happened in, the team that the dodgy bail has uh, has benefited has lost, has lost the game. Well, wow. sporting. Don't need to change anything then, crack on. Not a problem. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't really care about this, to be honest. 
Five times in 13 games. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite, that it's quite, quite a lot, actually. No, well, that, that is a lot. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, obviously they put lights in, haven't they, for the for the jazzy light-up bales for, to help run-outs. Yep. That's fine. Um, well, I just think, uh, just make the grooves a little bit less deep. Shallower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think in the, in the, in the Chris Gale case, apparently it was 91 mile an hour delivery. that clipped the stump. <laughs> and if a 91 mile an hour delivery does not make the bell come out, then something needs to be done. Then we need to change the bell. There is also a thing that... Um, Can't they make lighter lights? Yeah, but uh, so apparently they're the same... It's, it's all the energy needed to light them up. Well, That's the thing. So not to uh, not to bore everyone losing... Equals empty squares. But they're not so. always light, are they? Yeah, but not to bore everyone, but the, the Zinger bales actually weigh less than the heavy wind bales. So there you go. So there's an issue there. So what's going um, on? But anyway, <laughs> Max, good point. Let's move on to the next section. Go to the next, go to the next. Grind out some really impressive wins. But then I got high. No, you wouldn't. Uh. They took my whole paycheck. And I know why. Why, man? Hey, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. It's Pakistan v. India. Who's excited for this? Come on, Pakistan. It is. Possibly, I mean, like genuinely, possibly the biggest contest in sport. Yeah, in I mean, if you of, think of the amount of people rooting for it, yeah, we're coming up to almost one point four billion. People? I think more. It's like most people. I think it's nearly two billion. Nearly, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got like people who are invested in the game but don't live there. The diaspora. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a big game. They don't play very often. Um, for for surprising reasons, for various reasons, uh, we'll, we'll go into some of that. Um, I, I would say, I would say that this this Sunday's game may be bigger than the final in terms of like wider global interest, unless India play Pakistan in the final. Well, I think the, the world would end. Um, they they've only been playing ICC tournaments since like two thousand and seven. They played like the old bilateral thing in a, in a, at a neutral venue, but otherwise they. Um, they can't play each other. There's too too much tension. Um, the last test was 2007. Uh, would anyone like a breakdown of who's currently on top? Nothing. <laughs> well, tough. <laughs> uh, so the two nations since 1952, which when they first played, 59 tests, which isn't very many. That's like one a year. Okay. I mean, we must we must have played England. Must have played Australia 50 odd times in our lifetime. Too many times. Like um, Pakistan are 11 nine up. Wow. Yeah, that's 40 drawn tests. <laughs> that's still a Gavaskar. Um, 131 ODIs, Pakistan, 74-56 up. Whew. That's a decent lead. Yeah, uh, 8 T20s, India 6-1 up. So, right, where does this rivalry come from, I think, is, is a question you may be asking. Uh, Max, do you know anything about this? Uh, it would, be, would it be something to do with a British rule? Economy, it would British be, rule? yeah. We had yeah. a hand in this, just like we had a hand in most of... Um, the, the disaster <laughs> that goes on <laughs> yeah. in the world. Yeah. Uh, in 1947, uh, we partitioned India and um, chose, or sort of said that some bits would be Islamic and some yeah. bits would be Hindu. Uh, 10 million people ended up migrating, but there were certain regions that uh, got to choose. So Hyderabad was one, Kashmir was another, uh, and eventually they had a war over it. Uh, Kashmir that is so I think Hyderabad chose to be Indian even that has a largely Islamic population or did have mm-hmm. um, and Kashmir I think also maybe chose to be Pakistani as well but someone had a war 
Okay. Um, I, I, it's, a, it's a cricket podcast, I'm not going to go into it in that much detail. Uh, anyway, since then, they've had another three wars, um, which is quite a lot of wars in, mm. in 50 too, years. Too many, I would yeah. say. <laughs> uh, uh, did you know they're the only nuclear powers to have gone to war with each other? Right. Like, you know, in a hot war. Didn't know that, no. Uh, well, they are. But as you say, this is a cricket podcast, yeah. so where's the cricket in this? Uh, well, the flashpoint's on the field. Um, obviously, oh, with the backdrop of this, the first series, you know, there was going to be a flashpoint there. Uh, 1952-53, first test series, India, hosted by India. Uh, they went 1-0 up, they smashed Pakistan in the first uh, test. Second test, they played with each other. They, it, it didn't go to plan for the Indians. They lost an innings and 40 runs. Um, does anyone want to know what Fazal, the Pakistani fast bowler who took 12 for 90 in the match, had to say about it? Yep. Uh, after the match, the crowd behaved so badly that it still scares me. They attacked the camp of the Indian players and set it on fire. They even broke the windows of the bus that was taking them back to the hotel and even pelted stones on the players. The players, lie, the players saved their lives by a hair's breadth. So, this is the second test they ever played with each other. You know, I certainly had a marker there um, for how, how for the fans of the respective teams yeah. respond to failure. Uh, River Plate of Opportunities, <laughs> eat your heart out. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they carried on. Um, this sort of thing, though, and so you know, like I said, there was 40 draws. Um, a lot of these draws happened quite early, and the theory is that the players were so scared of losing that they just like intentionally be as negative as possible. <laughs> they just block out, bowl down the leg side. And they're like, I think between like 1955 and 1961, they had 12 consecutive drawn tests. <laughs> Safety <laughs> first. Yeah, yeah. They were like five, they were like two five-match series just drawn. So like, in, it's for the best. Country, yeah. Um, basically for diplomatic purposes. Yeah, between 1961 and 1978, there were no matches played between them um, because of a couple of wars. It's not just because it's boring. So there were so many draws, they just decided, do you know what, it's fun to have a war. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> so we just can't settle this on the field, so get your Kalashnikov. <laughs> uh, Maybe they were blaming each other for being the more boring team in the cricket. So many options. Yeah, it's, it's been, there have been issues. Um, a lot of the games they have played have been in, in foreign places. Um, we'll move on though, like there's a couple more, there are many incidents if you want to go and look at, look at some of these. Um, but I, I picked out a couple. Okay. Um, one involves fans' favourite Inzaman, Al Haq. Yeah. Uh, it's the 1997 Sahara Cup, which is a tournament they used to hold in Toronto. Between the two, they go and play like two or three Toronto. test matches. Yeah, yeah. The well known Saharan a, city. It was a neutral, I think it was like, yeah, it was a neutral venue so that mental stuff wouldn't happen. Um, basically, in this game, though, some mental stuff did happen. Uh, Inzaman was playing, and an Indian fan had brought a megaphone to the game. I was using it and saying over the megaphone, Oh Marty, Sid Hu Karat, so which is Fatso, stand straight. Because uh, <laughs> I guess, was like leaning over, he, he was feeling a slip. Um, uh, Mota Alu, Sora Alu, uh, for fans of Indian food, you can probably pick up the Alu there. Yeah. It's, uh, it's fat potato, rotten potato. <laughs> <laughs> This went on for hours while he was batting, when he went out to field. <laughs> scored a ton, didn't he? I bet he scored a ton. He didn't score a ton, no. So they batted first, they posted a target that wasn't that great, and they were going along okay. Uh, they, they came to the fielding, the guy with the megaphone still there. Um, and eventually, in the round, snaps. Do you want to hear an eyewitness account of what happened next? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, so much. Um, next thing we know, 
Inzaman charges across the field, so he's standing in the slip. So he charges across the field, jumps over the small fence separating the ground from the stands, climbs up through the crowd, and grabs the megaphone and starts thumping the guy. <laughs> <laughs> then he runs back down to the ground, grabs a bat off 12 man, <laughs> comes back into the crowd and starts swinging the bat at fans. Police charge around and into the stand and grab Inzaman and start dragging him off. The, guy, the guys in the stand are hurling things at Inzaman and then fights start breaking out. Eric Cantona is like a saint right now. That is great work from the 12th man though. <laughs> yeah. To be right there for Inzi when he needs his back. <laughs> this is the thing. So another eyewitness said that prior to this over, Inzaman said to the dressing room, because bearing in mind Pakistan are batted, they've, they don't need bats, Inzaman apparently signalled to the dressing room and was like, Bring a bat. Get your bat. So they brought a bat down to the specific stand where the guy with the megaphone was so the Instagram would be armed when he went for this confrontation um, people said that he gave the guy a, a fair hiding the, the megaphone man was no match for um, all Big 16 stars <laughs> Um, yeah, and like, there's a video of this. You can go and watch this. Uh, just search. I think we all will. <laughs> yeah. Search Instagram Alu. Alu. You can't see the, all of it. But you can see his like certainly one of his. <laughs> search Instagram potato. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will put that on our Twitter um, but there's, a, there's a good clip of him piling like it starts um, it's actually quite unbelievable it starts mm. and you can see some players congregated on the boundary like gesticulating mm. at the fans and you think that's unusual you don't normally get like a like players doing that and then the camera pads upwards and the Interman is just in there throwing haymakers it sounds like one of those videos where uh, in a Spanish ball ring somehow the ball gets up into the crowd and you don't know how it's got there you don't know what it's doing but it's causing havoc and you, you close it your eyes off someone's giving it a cricket bat uh, what do you reckon happened after that? I reckon uh, Interman probably got banned for a bit. No, no, no. Like, I mean, directly after oh, that. Oh, directly after that. They probably set fire to the stadium. A war. <laughs> there was a riot. The game was suspended for a fair old while. I think uh, they had to get like Tendulkar out and the Indian captain to calm the crowd down. Wow. Yeah, uh, they did eventually carry on playing. Did they really? Yeah, they carried on playing. Interman was allowed back out the field. <laughs> <laughs> Son's back. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon the length of his ban was? Two Eight days. years. <laughs> two games. Two <laughs> games. <laughs> they had it for two one days. <laughs> Don't you be doing anything like that again. You naughty boy. That's unbelievable. That's uh, yeah. That's uh, that's that's the sort of thing that, that happened that can happen at, at these games. I'm kind of hopeful. That is amazing. Uh, there's another one uh, shortly after. It's not as funny to be honest. Um, the the Inzi story is is one of the best cricket stories I've ever heard. I, what um, I do know is that I'm going to clear my diary for Sunday. Yeah. Uh, this this is quite like stunning though. Um, so there was a test match in Kolkata in 1999, so in, in one of the breaks where they were allowed to play. Uh, and this was supposed to be the start of an Asian test championship, so uh, Pakistan, India and Sri Lanka before Bangladesh joined mm-hmm. as a full test member were going to have a three-way test tournament. Okay. And it was supposed to be like every year or something like that. Uh, sounds pretty good. Certainly received quite well. So the first four days of the test, over 100,000 fans attended each day. Nice. 
Wow, that's, that's good backing. Uh, it culminated. That, that's a true sellout, unlike the World Cup, as you've been reflected. Uh, it culminated with India chasing 279 to win in the final innings, so the fourth innings. Um, late on day four, Tindulkar's batting, which is kind of what you want, isn't it? Uh, he, he tries to take a three and he runs into Show Bakhtar, falls over and is run out. Uh, anyone want to guess what happens? Uh, everyone, ta- everyone takes it very calmly. <laughs> <laughs> says, uh, and Shoab says, um, actually, Sachin, you can carry on batting. I'm going to withdraw my appeal. Uh, well, they did not withdraw their appeal. They did not. Uh, he was given out. Okay. Uh, people to this day have split on, on, on whether Shoab meant to do it or not. Um, 67 minute riot. Eventually, they got Tindalker out, as they do, uh, and he calmed everyone down. Um, so they got, they carried on playing. And at the end of the day, uh, so end, end of day four. Well, the man, the man who'd just been unfairly potentially run out. Well, apparently, has now come out so, so, to calm the riot. Yeah, I think afterwards as well, instead of going to the Indian team dressing room in full kit, he went to the third umpire's room where he'd been given out because it was a third umpire review. Mm-hmm. And like to watch the video. Really? Um, but they managed to talk him down at first and, and, and like to try and quell this riot. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Um, going into day five, India required 65 to win with four weeks left on a day five pitch. Probably a fairly easy one for Shoah Bakhtar et al to wrap up there. Didn't stop 65,000 people turning up. <laughs> <laughs> Within half an hour, India are nine down. What do you reckon happens now? Oh. 38 minute riot. No, there's a three hour riot. They had to clear this. Why did they let anyone into the stadium knowing that this was a possibility and this is the resolution they were going to go with? The Kolkata police had to clear the stadium yeah. with security before they were allowed to play any more cricket. There was like an old couple they wouldn't go just before they came on. They brought 50 security guards in <laughs> to manhandle them out of the stadium. Um, I think the game lasted nine balls after the restart. So they, like, um, before Pakistan did, did wrap it up. Yeah. Um, Interestingly, this is a side note, um, third time a game has been called off or disrupted spectacularly at Eden Gardens. Well, so, right. yeah, I think the most rioted at stadium. In, uh, <laughs> Defined spectacularly. <laughs> in world cricket. Um, Chief of Police for Kolkata said after the game, fortunately, we have not allowed spectators to bring in anything lethal. <laughs> <laughs> Having said all that, uh, there are some funny stories. When, when they do play each other... Um, there's there's a term known as cricket diplomacy, which is often talked about in relation to this fixture. And multiple times, like it's actually diffused some tension between the two nations' cricket. So there's one memorable occasion, or a couple of occasions, I think, where um, the Pakistani and Indian prime ministers have watched games together, and that's led to like the escalations along the Kashmir border. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, we'll get something like that. So the India and Pakistan aren't playing in the Test Championships. So we won't be able to get. We won't be able to see like another hundred thousand attendants. Plus friends. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, this might be the, well, it's be the most high profile game they'll play for a few years, you'd expect. Mm-hmm. Where, where are they playing it this weekend? Old Trafford, I believe. The bookies have India down as favourites. They've won both their games fairly comfortably. Pakistan have gone one on one with a rained off game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they did beat the early tournament favourites. So does anyone want to go? They've beaten the best team in the world. They did. I, I had written that down. They've beaten the best team to walk the face of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone want to go out on a limb and predict uh, who will win the the match of the tournament? So I, I think for the good of the tournament, Pakistan need to win it. 
That's not really a prediction, is it? That's what you so, want to happen. So, so I, reckon, I reckon Pakistan will win it. I reckon they're going to channel Hull, as we learned about last yeah, week, yeah, yeah. back in Pakistan. Tie. Oh, oh my god, that'd be amazing, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, there have been some great finishes to these guys. Looking at this today, there'd be like sixes hit off the last ball. Like there's been some real, real classics. Run out really. off the last ball, tie. Oh. That's what I'm saying. I reckon Pakistan do it again. Leaves you in the room, Jack. Heart says Pakistan. Head says India. Uh, I think India will probably. Pakistan will be really up for it. India will be really up for it. I'm very. Excited. I think it's be a great game. <laughs> So a comprehensive win for the Pakistan team and India faced one of the heaviest defeats ever in Sharjah. So victory to Mohammad Azraddin and his Indian side comprehensively beating the Pakistanis. Um, is there anything else we have left now that we've previewed the big game of the week? A couple of sundries. Oh, I'd love a, I'd love a sundry. Some sundries. David Warner cracked a, a local net bowler in the head recently. Um, Wanker. Yeah. Well, you say like, that. We did a guide not too long ago where we said the whole objective of batting in nets, you in particular said the whole idea is to try and hit people in the net. So no, what I said was you want to hit the bad bowler back out of the net. Uh, well, no, I didn't. Not say in his head. Yeah, you did say you oh, hit people. Yeah. Not too badly. And if not, if you're Australian abroad, you're a traveller. You're you're, um... The good news is he's up and walking. The guy's fine, yeah. yeah. David Warner was was uh, reportedly shaken at, at having cracked around the head, which is good. He's got some morals. That's nice. Reportedly. Reportedly. <laughs> he got his press officer on the phone. Can you tell everyone that I'm really upset about what's happened? <laughs> okay. Anything else? And uh, your Fred Singh's retired. Oh, they've got famously smashed Stuart Broad for six sixes. Yeah. And over. Hello, he cricketer. I think he also had cancer at one point and recovered from cancer and came back and played cricket. He did, yeah. He wasn't quite as good after the cancer, though. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, no, he wasn't. Like, he had a, he had a, he had a, an absolutely unbelievable few years where he was player of the tournament in the 2011 World Cup and then maybe player of the tournament again in 2012 at the 2020. Okay. I think took 15 wickets and scored about 500 runs. He's, he's pretty, pretty, pretty good 2011, return. yeah, yeah, yeah. Still a Very good fielder. Bit of a, a contrasting character, though. His run-ins are plenty over the years of different people. Including Kevin Peterson. Yeah, Kevin Peterson once slashed him. He called. He, he said to him, "You're not God. You're a cricketer, and I'm a better one." <laughs> uh, which is a very Kevin Peterson sledge. Uh, the Australians after did call him Fig Jam. Fuck, I'm good. Just ask me. <laughs> uh, I think those two. Those two in a room trapped for like twelve hours. Do they make it out alive? I reckon they make out. Actually, but I think I think it's my soulmate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Max, any more sundries? Uh, no, that's all for the sundries column. Fantastic. So, thank you very much for listening to the Cricket Pod. Please leave us a review on iTunes. If you'd like to put in a joke or anything smart, we'll potentially read it out next week. Anything smart? Anything not smart? Yeah. Just anything. Anything. Um, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you very much for listening at the Cricket Pod. Bye bye. Bye bye.
The Cricket Podcast. I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good.